0: Ayahuasca was the thing that really put a nail in the coffin of my depression. Like for the past two years, no fucking depression. Never thought I would feel like that. Uh, it's such a it's a such a beautiful thing. Like I would I would recommend anybody that is interested or struggling with something to at least look into it.
1: What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Zach and Pat Show. I'm Zach. I'm Pat. This is the show about manhood, fatherhood, entrepreneurship, and the mentality it takes to be successful at those things. And every so often, we'll sprinkle in some helpful real estate advice. You know, life can be tough, and we can lose our identities and struggle at times. This is the podcast to let you know that you're not alone. So if you're someone out there struggling or going through those things, this is the show for you. Uh, what's up, guys? So this is a uh, it's a Thursday episode. So we've got a guest in studio today. So um, we have a friend of mine. He is a real estate developer, a uh, friend, client, business partner of mine, a jujitsu blue belt, the great and powerful Nick Baldwin. Thank Welcome. you. Thank you. Thank you
0: for having me on today. I appreciate it guys. Oh, Thanks for
2: coming on. Yeah, for
1: sure. We're happy to have you here, man. Like, you know, we've known each other for a number of years and, you know, we haven't really you know, we've done a couple of real estate deals together now and I just thought you'd be an an awesome person to have on. You've definitely got an interesting story and um, you know, you're just one of my favorite people to hang out with. So, um, yeah, we just thought we'd have you on and kind of get your story. So, um why don't you tell the people, the listeners a little bit about yourself, kind of where you come from, you know, give give us the Nick Baldwin origin story.
0: Graduated high school. Uh, and uh, I don't know, real estate was really hot in St. Louis at the time.
1: And like, when was this?
0: It was like, Oh five, you know, downtown with the lofts were first getting developed. And like, there was just a, like a buzz in the air and it was like, it really excited me. And I always wanted to develop and rehab houses. So I was like, okay, I guess I should get my real estate license. So I went and I took the test. And on June 5th, 2005, I was like driving on highway 55 north right before Anheuser-Busch. Literally just picked up my thing that said I passed my real estate exam. I was so excited. And I was in a little Honda Civic and I came around the turn there and like hit a parked truck. At like 80 miles an hour. Oh, wow. And next thing you know, I wake up and there's an EMS lady sitting next to me. There's glass everywhere. And I was like in and out of consciousness until the hospital. And I ended up, I have a scar here. I had stitches. I have screws in my ankle. And um, so, but the time I spent in the hospital, I really got into self-help books. Like read all the, like Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich and just seven habits like all the books and you know it probably helped that like i was hopped up on like morphine and pain pills i was like really had the head high and i'm reading (laughs) self-help books um and then when i got out of that and fully healed uh pat how long have you been in mortgage industry since 15 15 okay so this was 2006 pre-08 recession crash you guys seen big Short? Uh Yeah. My first development rehab, it was in Benton Park on Pennsylvania and I was 19 and you know, I'm talking to the lender and they had the ninja loans back then where you don't have to
2: no income, no, no, no yeah, verification.
0: Yeah, They're no like, nothing. how much do you make a year? I'm like $150,000. I'm like, all right, check. Here's your fucking construction loan <laughs> <laughs> off to the races. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I gut rehab, no construction experience, gut rehab, this 3000 square foot. Two family into a single family, end up selling it for a hundred and eighty thousand. I think making thirty thousand, and then I ended up doing two more big gut rehabs in um, Benton Park, West before the market crashed.
1: So these are your first deals. Now are you these are, are you hiring ones. these? Are you doing like the rehab yourself in this, or you're hiring a crew? I did like, the demo
0: your... on the first ones just because it's like I don't know yeah, anybody can you, do demo, yeah, and I or, was or, young and had lots of energy. And, uh, but mostly subcontractors. Okay. Um, yeah. And then the market crashed and like, I didn't really have any cash reserves. So it was like, I was borrowing money and blowing through these big ass mortgages and to where eventually I short sailed the projects I had and bank of America foreclosed on one because that was, they got actually in mm-hmm. trouble for this back in the day for robo signing like I was working on a short sale with them, and they robo signed it and just went into foreclosure. So like, I was basically probably a hundred dollars, hundred thousand in debt then, and had shitty credit, and basically had to like build my way back mm-hmm. over the next nine or ten years. Wow, it was fucking tough.
2: I'm sure a <laughs> box bank strikes again. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh my god, Damn, crazy. Man. So this was this was like your first, you know, how how many deals? I I, I think I was before, four, like four
0: deals in like four rehabs in when it crashed. Okay. Um, but like it was, I'm almost glad like that was, this has skills. been one of the, Oh my God. Yeah. One of the best educations. Like I would turn down a Harvard degree for this. It pushed me to like, I picked up a tuck pointing crew for a while and I was doing that. I was general contracting for other people. And then slowly I started getting some little bungalows and doing rehabs and just kind of building up until eventually like I met an investor I'm like hey wanna put up the money and we'll split the profit 50-50 so eventually I was able to start building back to the big gut rehabs that I started out doing okay
2: okay That's and cool. and now now what do you have now what are what, what do you got going on right now
0: <laughs> well <laughs> last year I uh you know quit gut rehabbing houses and jumped off into uh rehabbing a motel in Herman, Missouri. Okay. You know, uh, (laughs) but I escalated quickly. Oh, it escalated. I didn't even think about it too. I'm like, uh, I'm like, you know, don't mind the fact that you won't actually have an income and you're going to be living on savings for at least 12 to 18 months. Like, let's just do this cool project. And I think like one of the things about me is like, I've always liked the design aspect of rehabbing better. like. I probably could have toned my designs down and made tens of thousands more on each project because I just like building cool shit. Oh, You do. Mm -hmm. You
1: build some really cool shit. And I definitely want you to send Murph like some, some pictures of some of the cool stuff you've done. I mean, he can kind of throw them up on the screen because like the rehabs that you do are. I was telling Pat, I was like, they're not like the cookie cutter, you know, gray vinyl plank, you know, white kitchen, boom, you know, like throw it up on the market that everybody likes. You see this and it's like this unique, like, You did that like barn, like the barn house that you sold on. uh... Well, I'm
0: going to, I'm going to send him the pictures of the one. The one was um, Oak Hill, true value hardware. It was like a one story hardware store. It'd been in business in Tower Grove's house for like 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. And the guy wanted to retire. So he sold me the building and this building like took up the whole block. So there was no yard, but I rehabbed it and I kept like, like every finish that I picked out was like, To reflect, like I picked this oak wood out and it had like little white speckles in it to look like paint had spilt in the grains over the years. Like, like I had this rolling ladder rack in the kitchen and that was original that the guy had in the back. And I like had these little copper tiles in the bathroom to represent like him selling Mm -hmm. copper pipes and fittings and stuff like that. Uh, and then I built like a rooftop deck since they didn't have a yard I on not You got to do something remember, right, yeah. to get outside. And it just, I don't know, it was a really cool project and it just kind of cemented like how much I appreciate the design aspect mm-hmm. over just making money to make money. Right.
1: Well, it's, it's super cool and super inspiring. Cause like right now I'm I'm I'm, we just started on our rehab this past, this week. So, you know, and there's actually a handful of things I've been wanting to talk to you about cause there's a couple things I'm like, oh, I don't know. What should we do here? Should I do this? Should we not? And, you know, I feel like my natural reaction is just to kind of go with the the quick and easy one. And I'm like, oh, let's just do that. It'll be yeah. relatively. But I'm like, man, we're doing this to to sell it and make a profit. And we really want to wow people when they come through. So, you know, there's a handful of things I want to do. I am share not going to give
0: this to you as advice, but it seems like every project that I push the design kind of limits. Like I would go over budget by 50 or 100 grand. <laughs> but then somehow I would be able to sell it for 50 or a hundred grand over what my agent originally comped it out at. So it was always like wash, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I still made the money I right. originally wanted to make. But yeah, it was. But you like, were able but, to do
1: the cool shit. Yeah, but
0: <laughs> I do not think that is a sustainable business model per right, se. Right. But <laughs> it has worked for me, knock on wood. Shit. Yeah, a lot of leverage. let oh, not shit. bank on it. <laughs> Go into your bank every time and be like, hey, right, this is this the is 50th die. time yeah. I went over budget. Can <laughs> I get some get money, money at the end of this project? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Well, this motel you bought, I I was looking at it on Instagram, and there's some few pictures you have up there, which it looks really cool. Are you done with or where where are you at? I am
0: nearing the drywall stage. Gotcha, and maybe 75 percent done with the exterior. Okay, Um, hoping to be up and running late spring, early summer. So
2: you're gonna you're gonna hold on to this, and and yeah, for at least
0: five years until we build some equity and Mm -hmm. could possibly sell it to a bigger entity that wants to. Pay more yeah. money. Well, yeah.
2: It, Herman is. Have you been to Herman? Uh Herman's awesome. I love going to Herman. It's It's really. it cool. Amazing. Little town, man. Yeah. Cool little town. It's Where a, is it? It's. It's. Have so? like, you been 50, to
0: Herman? I don't think I have.
2: It's an hour and a half from here. Maybe like down fifty five or what? Uh, you, no, 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 no. Like
0: us, you can get it to it from seventy or, or forty four and go through Washington. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I've it driven. You. I it. It. I I've driven through it. I've there's never a, been there. there there's I'm a, a no bunch of like
2: wineries home. and distilleries. It's actually like one of they the, got the microbrewery, the, brewery, the yeah. brewery. Yeah, and um, there's it's like one of the top bachelorette destination, the bachelorette party destinations in the country, because everything is in walking distance. It's it's pretty cool. Oh, Herman, Herman's awesome.
1: Well, whenever you finish this up, we'll have to make a, you know, plan a little 100%. stay, you yes. know? So how many, <laughs> I got you guys. how many units is the motel? 23 rooms. 23 okay. rooms. Yeah. And are you going to like, is Airbnb, are you going to Airbnb them? Is that the plan? So or? I
0: have two partners. One is just equity and money. Another partner is going to kind of be more like running it afterwards. Okay. Like my equity like gonna, comes like into the construction. Got it. But we're also trying to kind of, automated online to where we have smart locks and to where we have a system like if people need a towel or a clean like they can send a text out or an email and it'll be like next day so it's not going to be a full service motel we will have a cleaner on site because there's a house attached to the motel so the cleaner and her family will live there but it will not be full front desk service motel so sweet but there's like there's like 200 plus airbnbs in herman it's insane no hotels or motels nothing so uh my game plan is to undercut them and i feel bad saying that yeah (laughs) Uh, undercut them i also own an airbnb but like you have the two night minimum stays you have the cleaning fee you have airbnb fees we're gonna have none of that it's just gonna be one decent price stay one night decent rate like you can go to the grocery yes. store, you can go to the convenience store, but one exists to compete with the other.
1: Right. Damn, that sounds awesome. I'm so excited. You, yeah, so you've got you've got the the Herman motel and then I know you've got the Airbnb in, in Tower Grove South that we've gone and hang out hung out at.
0: Yeah, the the one with the pool.
1: Yeah. he's got this awesome uh Airbnb in Tower Grove South and it's got he's got this pool in the backyard. He's had like you know parties over at the you know, for guys at the gym and stuff. But what's really cool about it is he's got this like bubble. Thing that you put a dome the- in the winter, that
0: yeah. oh, like the, the ig- like those igloos. Yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You
1: can like swim there year round.
0: It's yeah. Awesome. Like I did not set out to have that be like an Airbnb, but I always wanted an in ground pool, but I didn't want an in ground pool at my house. And literally during like COVID, this house popped up four houses down for me, and I'm like, this is the perfect opportunity to have an in ground pool, and not have it in my yard and in the city, in yeah. the city. So I got the permits and I built the pool with my crew. I paid a pool guy to come in and do the liner when we were done. But me and my daughter did the plumbing and my carpenters framed up the sides and stuff. But, you know, after I went over budget on this project, like I usually (laughs) do, I'm like, wait a minute, I can't afford this mortgage. I'm like, I need to get the income coming in. So I'm like, "Ah, this is going to be Airbnb. And then so I doubled down and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put a sauna in the basement. I bought a red light therapy bed. I made a little yoga studio. I put a bunch of like self-help and spiritual books around and I have sage and crystals and stuff. Like I'm, I'm going to yeah. make a vibe, make a vibe out of this. Like <laughs> You gotta get rid of the bad energy yeah. sometimes But anyway I wanted Like I to told make a you vibe He goes
1: over the top on his
0: re- <laughs> Every time I've ever seen anyone light sage
3: I just always think that someone left like a joint lit And they just were just yeah, being just really lazy about yeah. it I'm like why does it smell like You know what I'm not gonna be insulting I don't I don't know, like, It reminds me of a Catholic church growing up And
2: yeah. stuff you know oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> And a lot of that over a hundred thousand. I bought a lot of sage. <laughs> I
3: actually thought of like the title of the episode. It's going to be the art of going over budget. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I support that.
1: I support that. So you said you're out of rehab. You're not going to be doing it. I mean, you got this Herman rehab. I going think on, but-
0: I will get back into doing some, but I had to cut the cord in order to disconnect my brain from that. Like flow. I was in. Like there was no way for me to kind of have that step back view, without putting it for a while. Right. So I think kind of like a little. But reset. I like. I've had the fortune the past you know three or four years to be able to pick projects that are profitable, and I think that are going to be cool. Like I've I don't know about you guys, but I grew up watching Ghostbusters. I always wanted to rehab a firehouse. That'd be sweet. Unfortunately, I don't think there's any uh, vacant firehouses in St. Louis. But. Yeah. Well, there, 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 there was
1: up at uh, really? yeah. Up, up at South County right there at uh, Lindbergh and Lee May Ferry. I think they just tore it down,
0: though. But I need that, like, old New York. Yeah. I don't, Ghostbusters, not the suburbs. So I don't want the so suburban, uh, you know. Partners. Yeah,
2: I, I would say the the one in Oak. I don't know if it's still up or not. Well,
1: they tore down that gas station right next to it. You know, the one right by Proper Cannabis? Yeah. On and Telegraph? It. Yeah. No, it's at, right at Lee May Ferry and Lindbergh. There's,
2: a, there's that one, but then there is... Uh, like you're, you're talking about the one that's down used to be from, the watering bowl. Yeah. The, yes. Like, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. So well, there's that one, but then there's an, <clears throat> another one further down because they just built that brand new fire station across the street from Lindbergh high school. Ah, uh, the, yeah. The is old, that vacant? Now? The old one is, I think it's vacant and it's literally a half a mile down the street on Lindbergh. Just behind a behind the car dealership school district. But Interesting. <laughs> Can we get a Ghostbuster mobile. Yeah. Yeah. And then but I think the one the one in Oakville. I'm not sure if it's still it's been a while since I've been back to Oakville. Um, but it's always been shut down. I'm always I always thought. I'm oh, like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. i like, no, no, they be... tore that down. It's a Starbucks now.
2: They built of it. Of course it down. is. They tore Starbucks. it down and built Oh, by the, the Deerbergs. Star... No, yeah. no,
1: wait, no, it's... no, no. I'm thinking of I think it. It, I think maybe they tore down the laundromat. I don't
2: know. I think it was down. the laundromat. Maybe it was the laundromat. But that ga- or that fire station was really like in my I yeah. thought it was really cool looking. You got it she just got the big front facing street for the big like two Yeah, the garage two big doors. doors. Then it had the long tower on mm-hmm. the right hand side and it shot straight back. Sounds awesome. It was pretty yeah. cool. And I was always like, Man, like growing up in Oakville with not shit to do in Oakville, like, man, this is this was yeah, cruising Telegraph, cruising Telegraph, <laughs> and hanging yeah. hanging out at Jack in the Box parking lot. Oh, <laughs> Always, I've,
1: I've been there. That was a, yeah. that was a spot to go. Absolutely, we used to we used to walk from St. Francis to Jack in the Box. That was like. Cool kids did that. You know, we don't need to, we don't need our parents to drive us. Let's well, just walk our, a our mile f- and a half to get some fucking tacos. Well,
2: that was the thing. Like our Friday nights, like I get home from school, I'd cut the grass. I'd get twenty bucks for cutting the grass, be able to fill up my Honda Civic,
3: yeah, for like ten bucks. Love me a good Honda. Yeah, yeah. You can leave, eat the dollar yeah. menu for a week we'll, straight leave, with twenty leave, <laughs> bucks.
2: Leave 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 me ten bucks to you know. Bro, a share a case of beer. Have and, you tried and, get, and still have money to get a couple tacos or chicken sandwiches? Bro, inflation being what it is. have you
3: tried buying dollar chicken ta- chicken sandwiches or tacos recently, Mm-mm. ain't no dollar no more,
2: fam. There is no dollar menu anymore. No chance.
1: Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, I haven't ordered off a. Of, haven't gone to fast food in a long yeah. time. Yeah. Up there no, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> no, you can cut, say whatever you want. Okay, oh, yes. okay. It's a guilty pleasure of mine, dude. I hate to say
1: it, that's why
3: I do 75 hard so often. It's like then I'm like, "Hey, guess what? I went this long without it. Super disciplined, but like I can't help it. The hood rat in me will always love the dollar I mean, to tacos, be honest, so yeah. if I'm buttermilk,
0: mm-hmm, if yeah. I'm going to cheat, like I want to support songs? my local mom and pop bit, like I'm going to go get some Frankie G's wings oh my gosh. and a freaking the uh, burger, you know, the cowboy burger, yep. like but I don't hate yeah. myself for that.
1: Dude, I, I, I know. hate myself
0: for doing this. <laughs> right.
1: Well, right after we met yesterday at that house, I uh I went. I was like, "Fuck, I'm right's lunch. I'm gonna go over to Biggie's." And I realized that they're closing. It's biggie's too. still around. Fuck yeah! I been Those to are some biggie's. family friends. Was
2: like, What's Biggie's? Biggie's.
0: You I've never been? been to biggie's? A it's a little dive bar, hole in the wall restaurant. Yeah, it's, like it's, a been a restaurant. it's been, been around for a long time.
1: So it's a uh, really good like family friends of Gina's and and Watson uh, and Pernod. Right. Kind of. Uh yeah, it's ish. Watson. It's literally one. We were one street yeah. down yesterday. You say
0: it's kind
2: of like a Garvey's.
0: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. A little, yeah. A little bit so nicer. So it's like a yeah. family that, uh, a step up above. Like they have a steak. You can oh get. yeah, <laughs> 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 Garveys doesn't have a steak. <laughs> their steak sandwich is amazing.
1: So yeah, it's a, a friend of ours. The prices. Um, so Jenna was in uh, Gina's grade, and then she's got an older sister and a younger brother. Younger brother runs it, um, but both of her parents passed away within like eighteen months or something, pretty mm, recently. Yeah. And, wow. yeah, it was, and so now their their son runs it, and um, yeah, but we always try to support them and. And it's Really very? good. You said body. Watson and Pernod. Yeah, Watson and Pernod. Okay. You know, like yeah. So we'll have to go there sometime. Have yeah. you guys one had, one had
0: uh, Golden Hoosier? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have not. Burgers and fries. Those uh, are. Uh, they have these Parmesan like, Parmesan like rosemary fries mm-hmm. with like homemade ranch dressing. It's. it's uh, I need so to support good. more small places around St. Louis because so there's a the few places I we'll like go, to go. That we'll yeah, we will. Yeah, we need.
3: Well, that's the
2: thing. Like the 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 local delis that we have. Blue City, Blue City, City. Legrand's Grands, yeah, Le Grand's yep. no, spot, Blue man. City, <laughs> Blue City,
0: <really laughs> <good. laughs> Blue City's really good. I, I That's where Zach
2: me. and I met for the very first time when we went. and right. we went and had lunch there. Yeah, we to sit outside. It was one it was, was, of the first time. It was yeah. The first time we that met. That place is always cranking.
1: Maybe that
2: was the. I think it was. We we, we <laughs> met. Uh, we met at the closing, and then I said at the closing that we had. Yeah, and we're like, let's go grab lunch. Yeah, it was like for your birthday. Yeah, yeah, I pulled up. It was. It was during COVID. Right, yeah. so I had a, I had the, I pulled out the table that I kept in the yeah. back of my car for closings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really, That's like amazing. Table. Yeah, he had like a fold so,
1: yeah, we used to have to do all our closings in like the parking lots of of the title companies all through 2020. Like all my <laughs> like my first seven eight months in business, I closed all all the deals I did were out in the parking lot. Like they would walk the the title ladies would walk their their clipboard full of documents out. that have like the little tabs with yep. where you sign, and you know we'd we'd sign all the shit. But there was one time. Oh, god. She it was just it, it took forever to do everything cuz they were you know having to come back and forth back and forth. They kept spelling they spelt this my buyer's name wrong like it, it they got it wrong on the initial documents. They sent it back and then 20 minutes later they came back with all the other documents. It was still wrong. And so like it, it took us like 2 hours for them to sign everything. It was Holy a god. fucking nightmare. Pat,
0: you just gave me an idea. We should get the fold out table and go to like a Blue City Deli where they don't have a lot of, you know, uh, inside dining, but they have outside sidewalk. Yeah. But we should go a step farther and have like a really nice table cover and a like a, <laughs> a vase with roses and some really nice cutlery yeah. and we'll like set up right there and the people will be like looking
2: at us like what are these people doing? Yeah <laughs> so the red and white look yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah yep. But no that's that's what we did because yeah. I, I kept cause with we, closings were outside or in the parking lot and people are signing on the hood of the car. Like this is stupid. So I just bought fold up chairs and threw some lawn chairs in the back. Smart. Yeah. And we would sit in the parking garages or in the parking lots and do our closings that way. And I, I would keep a paperweight on there so shit wasn't yeah. blowing everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Paper because 100%. that was the biggest that was the biggest problem was the wind was Man, blowing all this blowing paper everywhere. So yeah, but that but yeah, we parked up and whipped out that table and I'm just I'm glad that shit is over with. That yeah. oh, was God, so it was annoying. Terrible. So
0: annoying. Yeah, yeah. it was
1: it felt like it felt so weird to finally be able to close inside. I was like, oh, look at us. Yeah. Yeah. They're fancy. <laughs> like, we we the the paperwork isn't on a clipboard. No, it's not has anybody
0: uh-huh. started watching Wrexham yet? No, oh, what's that? Uh-uh. It's a it's Ryan Ryan document. documents. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Reynolds oh, and the guy from yeah. It's Always Sunny oh, bought yeah, the yeah. soccer yeah. team, but they bought it during COVID and like when they started being able to go back to the games, the fans, like they were like super happy and shooting off fireworks. And I'm like, I remember that time where we like came out of COVID and like, just like it's freedom. I get the taste again. This is awesome. Like this <laughs> right. is amazing. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. I never take this for granted no. again. You no. know, no,
1: 100%. I mean, and I, I just don't see shit like that happening again, you know, to be honest, I, I think people have had enough of it.
2: Yeah, definitely hope not. I yeah. think there's
3: going to be a tolerance level that just, there's going to be certain things where it's going to be like, you're going to make the announcement, but are people going to listen? Right. right. Everybody's 100%. in a second. Guess. I think
0: they will be. A, a tr- they will try. They yeah. will try to <laughs> uh, have another uh, lockdown again. But I, I probably around me and Zach had this conversation at a coffee shop one time. Like we were different people at the end of COVID than we were at the beginning of COVID. 100%. And like, I think we would just be more rebellious towards what we perceive as injustices this time around right. like it was a learning thing for us. Um, well,
1: the one thing that there was pretty blatant is I guess they realized how how quickly people lied and like they kind of went along with the narrative and that's that was I mean sh- I mean it was shocking to most people I think. Yeah. yeah it, I agree. It, okay. Um yeah, so anyway, but um anyway, Uh, so yeah, so let's get back to your, uh, your rehabs and stuff. So you, you did, uh, a lot of rehabs kind of in the beginning and that that was kind of what, what's kind of fed, you know, kind of been your, the majority of your business for like the last couple of years until, until recently.
2: Yeah. Yeah. How many, how many rehabs and stuff would you be doing a
0: year? Around 10 possibly. I might finish six or seven, but I'd always have a bunch in the queue at one stage or another. And I have built a couple of new constructions too, uh, while I was rehabbing one on the Hill, one in Shaw. Um,
2: and you, and, and is it mostly in the city that you're doing stuff? Mostly in the gotcha. city. Yeah. yeah. Well, what is it? What's the draw to the city? What is it that, that keeps bringing you back to the city?
0: History, the architecture, the restaurant scene. I mean, I'm out in Eureka now and there's, fucking no restaurant scene. Southside's got personality. Yeah. personality. Personality. Yeah.
1: Oh, you should yeah. see the house that he recently rehabbed that he lives in. It's fucking sick.
2: That's <laughs> awesome. Says. We're at in Eureka?
0: Uh, like 109 and FF, like okay. on the Jefferson County side of the river. Yeah. Which is great because right. that means the taxes, taxes are lower. Taxes are cheaper. Yeah. Well, it's just like <laughs> out you know, in the yeah. middle of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> He's got this giant deck off the
1: back. It's just from all the pictures. I was I've actually seen.
0: thinking about that on the way over here. I'm like, yes, I'm on three acres with woods on a hill, but that has a fucking creek. Like yeah. I am jealous of his water I feature. I, like, I have, want a creek in my yard. I didn't I don't even realize
2: fun. that until I was over here the other day when I yeah. was looking at it. I was like, "That's fucking awesome." It is. Yeah, it it's, is. Well, it's
1: super close. You know, I mean, it has gotten kind of high before, but never well, had it in close the summer, the probably with
3: mosquitoes, that's probably less than ideal.
1: If the yeah, water's it's not running, that bad. If the water's
3: running. <laughs> usually,
0: mosquitoes breed in stagnant water. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it hasn't been bad, really. To be honest, I mean, I've it. It wasn't that bad,
0: but I mean.
2: And uh, it looked pretty cool because it was it was like right after we got a snow, but it was starting to warm up. So it was like you know, one of those things where you see like the water flowing with the snow surrounded mm-hmm. by the snow is pretty cool. You can cool. go outside and hear it. I love yeah. that. At night, like That's you can hear beautiful. the
0: water running. That's yeah. beautiful. I like
1: or the, the shit chirping in the in the woods and the water running. <laughs> the shit chirping. Yeah. whatever's out there making that noise. <laughs> What's that sound? Frogs. The shit. Frogs. the the birds, the bugs, the, the frogs. Did, did you see
0: that there's like this uh Cicada, uh, oh, thing God. that's gonna be coming. Uh, yeah, apparently they're coming back this summer. It's but it's
1: like
2: have a flip flop ready. It's 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 the one where you have like you you have the the shorter term cicadas and the longer term cicadas overlapping, sit, overlapping at the same time. So there's gonna be like seven months of cicadas or some yeah. shit like that. And we're never We're not, never we're not living shit, in man.
0: revelations right now. <laughs> no, I mean maybe <laughs> we are. <laughs> maybe we are. I don't know. This elections already <laughs> looking kind of hairy. Uh, I was, was going to say <laughs> go down there, <laughs> I was going to say of all
3: the of all the years the that happened. Where's the tinfoil? Where's
1: Dude, I remember those uh, the cicadas. I think it was my senior year of high school. It was. Yeah, it was our senior year. Yeah. And uh, man, it was wild because I remember we were at uh, was Gina? Gina like her high school was playing for like the state championship, and we were out at the, the fields, what they fucking called um off at forty four and two seventy soccer park. So. Soccer park, yeah, <laughs> um, pretty unique name. Um, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> what sport was she yeah, playing? Yeah, oh, okay, soccer. Yeah. Oh, at the soccer park. <laughs> I remember all these like cicadas like buzzing around us, and we were like, I remember like literally grabbing them out of the air and just like spiking them on the ground. <laughs> And just like yeah. bouncing them off the ground and like kill them because they were just literally everywhere. I mean, they were like just in front of you constantly. Like it was obnoxious. Swarmed. Wild. and know?
3: it was also like a hundred plus degrees out every day. Mm-hmm. What, what year was that? Like
2: Twenty eleven, or yeah. you know, it was, no, it was right when we graduated
3: yeah, high 11. school, yeah. and it was the hottest summer I think I had remembered up to that point. Because like that's the thing about here, like our weather is extreme when it's Not cold. The heat is the humidity. Yeah, no, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: when it's
3: cold, it's dry and cold yeah. when it's hot it's muggy and hot we get like six weeks total of super nice weather and during that particular summer it hotter than it ever been and the cicadas it felt like something out of revelations yeah it was obnoxious
2: i was gone at that time so i, I missed. lucky you i'm missed, I missed yes. an asshole that. Yeah. <laughs> living it up in dayton ohio Woo. Yeah, yeah, that's not much better. Yeah, so that's when you're bad. playing baseball. It's it's a great town. Okay, that's cool. Is it. Oh, you <laughs> play you played baseball. In yeah, college? so I played at Missouri State and then uh, five years professionally. I was with the Reds for four oh, in their minor yeah. league system. So that's badass. Yeah, it was awesome. I had a great time doing it. Um, but and, yeah, in '11 was my first full season, and the team that I was playing for was in Dayton, Ohio, and the Dayton Dragons, which was cool because when I was there. We set the sold out record for all of professional sports. They had sold out every game since they opened the doors in April of 2000, and the owners were Magic Johnson and Archie Griffin, the only two time Heisman Trophy winner. Oh, it's cool. That's freaking awesome. So they came. I got to meet both of them. All this stuff, and you know being being in the minor leagues you don't get great dinner but they bought us they took they bought us all steak dinners and stuff we're like oh yeah we're ice right, we're it's living key. it up man yeah but it was cool cuz the stadium my whole would hold like 7000 people but we'd average like 8 for games because of the 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 general uh, admission sections out had a blast and then the town itself is it's a small college town and there was so much fun stuff to do especially like for college age kids obviously the younger guys on the team probably hated it but us guys that were older, I was a senior uh, at that time. I was, I, let's say, I was probably 22, 23.
0: And I had a fucking blast
2: in Dayton, Ohio. So
0: yeah. I didn't go to college. So when I hear all these awesome college stories, I'm like, is this something I should have did? I'm missing <laughs> out. No, no. Yeah, I mean, I had the, I had the legit.
1: Co- I mean, I definitely had the college experience with the, you know, go do the fraternity party every weekend. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely had a lot of fun. But, I mean, I definitely, I've never used my college degree yet. I have three (laughs) classes until
3: I actually have my degree. And everything I learned from a practical adult standpoint is, I mean, bro, I was a creative writing major and a literature minor.
1: (laughs) Well, dude, I mean, to be honest, like, you are a very good writer. So but like, I mean, I wouldn't say that. He, yeah. Maybe you overlook how nothing. it helps you, yeah. but, but I,
3: I, I went with what I was good at without applying myself. I skipped but, probably 80% of my classes still at a C average.
2: doesn't
0: mean you're, <laughs> yeah, it means you're probably intelligent.
2: But again, I mean, but did they teach you how to be creative or is that something you had to learn on your own? Because it's like us. They we, challenged
0: me to be creative. They it, didn't teach it.
2: It was like us, you know, taking the licensing yeah. exams. It's yeah. not like they're teaching you how to be a good real estate agent. No, they're just teaching you the bullshit. You and, need to pass ethics. the test. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I maybe maybe it was one of the ethics questions. Yeah, it's yeah. like,
0: Really, you expect me to get this one wrong? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should you steal the money from John Doe or should you not steal the money? Yeah. From...
2: <laughs> but yeah.
3: yeah, all the practical shit, definitely learning how to take care of myself. You can learn that without a college degree. And I had a
2: lot of fun and I
0: partied stupid
2: stupid hard. Yeah. We all went to Missouri State, so
0: yeah. Bears. Go bears. Go bears. Yeah. You went to Missouri State too? Yeah. Me and him were there at the exact same time. Yeah, we didn't know each other though.
2: Yeah, I was out. I was out. I remember out when Missouri. it was
0: still called Southwest Missouri. Yeah. yeah that yeah, was right, right before our, I got there. Day. Yeah. That was right before, was before I got there. Day. Yeah.
3: Before
1: our day.
0: Yeah, It was,
3: it was, it was Mo, Mo
1: State. Yeah. That's, that's all I remember. Trump, why
3: make it Southwest? Like,
1: just make it Mo State. I mean, Mo State sounds yeah, it
3: sounds more like they wanted the one. Want. No, they we did. They to, wanted we, to get we, rid
2: of that regional tie, like Semo is. They wanted yeah. to be the the state school, so they dropped it. Yeah. The state. School. Whenever whenever yeah, uh, we were, we're, whenever the
1: we were there, we, me and my buddies tried to make it like a cool, like let's oh, let's try to get like just calling it just state. Yeah, we we go to state, you <laughs> know. Like, that didn't. <laughs> it, it, did, did it didn't not take off. On. It no. didn't catch. Didn't Stop trying off. to make fetch but, work. Uh, that was our. Uh, we were trying to get that to stick, and it didn't work. I start Uh, calling it the
2: Missouri state, the Missouri state, (laughs) Ohio state's going to come down and be like, look, no, (laughs) your football team is what Yeah, you have one actually
3: where I wanted to go. But unfortunately, if you live out of
2: state, it's $40,000 a year. That's where my mom went for a semester before she got kicked out. I would have
0: loved to get kicked out of Ohio state. (laughs) So my little brother went to Missouri state probably around the same time that you did.
2: What's your younger brother? Jake Baldwin. You know what? I th- we know each other. I played hockey with your brother. You get at the fuck the, out of here. I,
0: yeah, I know you look familiar. You looked so here amazing. we are again, the Saint Louis <laughs> one person <laughs> removed thing. Saint Louis. Shit. State School. I was I, <laughs> was I was I was thinking yeah. he had a bunch of friends at yeah. fucking Oakville, same year uh, it, it, as you. Right. Uh, and so yeah, no, I grew up playing hockey at Afton with Jake. Damn.
2: How's he doing? What's he up to?
0: He died um in oh, two thousand yeah, I don't know. Fuck. This took a dark turn. Um, died in 2013 from an overdose. Damn. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. No problem. But I do miss the Afton American days. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, him.
2: We played together for a long time. It was, I'd say, I, him and I started playing hockey together probably end of elementary school so all the way you, through did middle you know, school. Uh, Timmy Gardner. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All those yeah. guys. Like I still like I you know I still have this weird allegiance to the Afton Americans and I talk shit <laughs> on little kids that. They're playing for Merrimack Sharks. I'm like, hey, Sharks. <laughs> right? Fuck that bullshit sticker on that minivan. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well,
1: the-
2: a lot of that shit's changed now. Like my so in my neighborhood, I got a lot of younger kids that are all playing hockey, and they're with where I'm at is Perkwood. but they combine. It's so like like Central States was just coming around when I when we were playing, and um. But now they like there's multiple central states leagues are teams really? in St. Louis, but they combine them. So like Afton has a team, but it's Afton Merrimack and I think one other team that combine and really yeah. And then there's another one for that's Kirkwood, Chesterfield and Creve Corps. And then another one that's St. Like St. Peter's and those teams.
0: Didn't Nick Curran play for Afton Americans? Uh-huh. Oh
1: Yeah. yeah. Nick, I thought Nick played for a bunch of different stuff. I think Nick was like, the way Nick is with jujitsu now, he was that way with hockey growing up. the
0: Americans like. were like it was like the kind of like lower middle working class yep. uh, team. Yep. You know, in my in my mind, it was <clears> like, <throat> yeah. like but uh, I, was I awesome, had
2: but those uniforms me. were awesome. I, like, I heard that the like um, classic, like I heard that squirts one. can't check anymore. There it was some,
0: it was we didn't we didn't start checking until we were peewees. Maybe it's pee like they took away checking for one of the younger tiers. And I was actually heard somebody's argument. It was like kids since their bodies can heal quicker yeah. and they're, they're learning how their body works. Like they need to be checking at a younger age. So by the time they're adults, they know how to check correctly and not injure themselves.
2: But that was a thing. Cause we would always go up to Canada. It's so like, that's how it is across the U S but once you get into Canada, I remember going up there as a mite and a, like they start, teaching them how to properly check as a mite. They
0: probably teach them how and, to fist fight. Yeah, it,
2: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but they, it was full on contact, the full checking as a squirt. And we would go up there and play at, at that age. And none of us are used to, to being checked or to hit. And it just, I mean, it was, it was rough for us. We my, get our fav- asses kicked. my favorite hockey to watch
0: was the squirts Yeah, because they couldn't check yet and th- there was this aggression uh-huh. anytime you would touch the team's goalie there would be a fist fight so even though there was no checking all right, all right. there was a fist fight yeah. every minute it was freaking awesome yeah
2: so so mites so just for reference many mites or mites were what like third fourth grade i think so so and then squirts were fifth and sixth pee was middle school and then bantams and bantams were freshman, sophomore. Then midgets.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Were the offensive term. I was just thinking that. How <laughs> dare just you? Kidding. Not me. Hey, go after. Hey, go
2: after those hockey people yeah. that created these these names. But yeah, so. <laughs> But yeah, that, I mean, that was so like, yeah, I mean, just really young kids and teaching them. If you t- teach them at a young age and they learn, it's going to make the game safer as they get older. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. You know, I just remember when I was playing, you know, my hockey that being a bigger guy, I was just kind of more physical. Right. And I was always leading the team in penalty minutes. I mean, I, <laughs> granted that that continued all the way through my career, being one of the bigger guys out there and leading the team in penalty did, minutes. Did Tom but, Cooper go to Oakland? Yeah. You know Tom? Oh Cooper? yeah. I know Tom. <laughs>
0: All, I remember going to Mardi Gras guys. with him. and <laughs> It was freaking insane. Was I'm, so
2: oh, insane. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. The, the whole Cooper family. That was they had a, We had a lot of fun with them and over at their place. So
1: I also feel like when you're when you're young, like you're, your body's just like more pliable. and like, I feel like it's harder to get hurt. Right.
2: You're, right.
0: Oh my, oh, I'm yeah. always getting injured in jiu-jitsu. It's a little... Well, I think that's <laughs> Sorry. part of getting older. I think that's part of getting older. Speaking of jiu-jitsu, how, when
1: did you get into that? We'll, we'll catch you into jiu-jitsu. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Nick and I train together, so yeah. same gym.
0: Um, I was like in a really like unhealthy place in my life and I really wasn't working out yet. And I never, like my mind does not want to lift weights cause it's like doing this repetitious monotonous task over and over. And I remember, so when I moved into my, uh, barn house in Tower Grove South, um, I had this driveway. And the neighbor kept like creeping like every day his car would be like inching farther and farther into blocking my driveway. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> and I feel like I called a friend about it. And the friend's like, uh, man, just be cool. Introduce yourself. So <laughs> I see him parking one day and I get out to go introduce myself. I'm like, hey, you know, my name's Nick. And I'm like, my name's Nate. And I'm like, oh, you know, what do you do? What do you do? And he's like, he's like, yeah, I teach MMA. And I was just like, oh, shit. I'm glad I didn't start shit with this guy. <laughs> uh, but then we ended up becoming really good friends. Uh, Nate Otis, uh, he hasn't been to the gym for a while, uh, maybe a year, year and a half or so. Uh, Blue belt, short. Yes, yeah. Okay. Anyways, but uh, he was actually had been training at North Broadway for like seven years, and I'm like, hey, can I get some one on ones? So I was going up there getting one on ones with him at South Broadway. Yeah, South at uh, North Broadway. North, North Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. 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 And then um, eventually he had a fallen out. And ended up at Watson's, so I'm like, so I'm going to Watson's, and uh I'm so happy that it happened because at place, Zach, man. so many great friends, so great. I love that place, I really do. Murph's there now too. I I, I, I seen the I seen the story. I wasn't sure where. Yeah, the, there on, last
3: I, night, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm on the dark side though. What do you mean? Because uh, the Muay Thai. I'm doing Muay Thai. <laughs> well, didn't you? <laughs> oh, you weren't guys. you in
1: Jiu Jitsu last night or no?
3: No, I was in Muay Thai. Oh. Everything I've done the last few days has been Muay Thai, and I I think what. My thing is, is that I'm forever gonna be that 13 year old who drank too many monsters, who likes to punch and kick things. Yeah. I think that's my 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 kiddie pool. Getting back into like grappling is like that's the thing that will always be easy for me to do. It takes me a little bit extra to like get so close with
0: people in jujitsu. So it's in, it's it's engaging. Like when I found jujitsu, it was like it was so mentally engaging. You forget you're working out almost, oh, yeah. which For sure. is beautiful about it. You I know? mean,
1: it's hard to forget that you're working out, but yeah, I know no, like, I'm out of you're, breath. You're having so much fun. What <laughs> the fuck do you mean? Yeah. That, like it doesn't feel like working out. I mean,
0: although I feel bad because like, I think 75% of the time Kyle is talking and coaching and showing drills. Like I'm daydreaming about business and real estate shit. <laughs> so literally the only like actually present moment I have is like the last 15 or 20 minutes when we're going live, you know, that's really? probably why my, game doesn't progress the way it should be <laughs> progressing yeah well man that's the one thing that like
1: I, I really focus on trying to be like present when i'm there and like it's like the only time of the day that i'm not like attached to this thing and it's you know not running my life so i i really like whenever i'm there and i'm on the, my feet are on the mat like i'm really fucking there you know and that's really trying like all i'm thinking about well, if you're not that's present part. when you're going live with someone, that's
3: well, when injuries happen. That's
0: yeah. like that's like a cold plunge. That's like forced presence. You can't not be present when you're going live. It's right. just you have to be. Otherwise, all your instincts kick in. It's like fight or flight. Like mm-hmm. yeah.
1: the second you're not paying attention to something, you're getting choked for sure. You're hundred percent. You're getting passed and you're getting choked <laughs> and you're you're in trouble if you're not paying attention. That's my favorite thing about it. Is it just or one of my favorite things about it is like you know I can really the whole rest of the world shuts off whenever I'm on that mat, you know, and I can.
3: But the point okay. that Joe Rogan said a couple of years ago is that as far as real-life simulation of practicality, because people will make jokes about jiu why would I learn that if I could just stand up? It's like, I mean, dude, 100% of the fights you get into are going to end up on the ground. Mm-hmm. And in those live rolling sessions, it really does clearly dictate, if your life is on the line and this person knows more than you, they're going to win. You're going to lose. I think the
0: only caveat would be like, you're fighting multiple people. Right. Because yeah. all of my going. childhood street fights did end up on the ground and I didn't know grappling for shit. For you sure. Know? But like. Yeah, but if it's a one-on-one if, one on one situation. Perfect. Yeah.
1: One on one. No weapons. Run I mean, away feel, if you can. I mean, or, still. But,
0: or if you're John Wick and you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was my dog. But, you know, I mean, what, one of the things
1: that's great about jujitsu is it is. I mean, you can go 100 percent at each other every single day and pretty much. Yeah, Jocko Willings. said you're that not a long getting, time ago. You're not so getting hurt most mm-hmm. of the time. Whereas you can't kickbox spar every single day, otherwise you know you'll be branded. even with the headgear on. Yeah, yeah you you're can't gonna get yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can't just keep getting punched in the face because you're gonna you're gonna have some mental problems. Whereas I can go 100% full bore jiu-jitsu. Like we can grapple as hard as we want, and you know both of us can walk away from there with no injuries. Oh, for sure. And with you know kickboxing and and fighting and you know spar like that kind of sparring, it's it's you're you're definitely kind of gambling. And
0: Kyle said like a while back was like. Because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, gi and sport jujitsu is like, is it really applicable to a street fight? And he's like, absolutely. He's like, you know, distance management. Like, if all you take away is distance management, he's like, you're going to be in a way better place. I can take someone's back regardless if they have lapels or not. Like,
3: I I think you should have a good base of grappling.
0: Also, too, if you can go knee on chest and lay some punches down, it's like that knee on chest balance that you learned in grappling is going to.
1: Well, all, yeah, I mean, all the positions that you get po- scored points for in jiu-jitsu are all positions that are advantageous if you were into, in a fight. You know, you get points for passing the guard, you get points for knee on belly, you get points for being in the mount and rear mount. Like, these are all positions that if I wanted to, like, lay down some strikes, I could easily do it from all of those positions. At, so. at the end of the
3: day, being well-versed in anything gives you an edge in self-defense. Like, if you know wrestling, it's,
0: you're still dangerous. I mean, even if you can dance around... With a guy and not get out of breath before he does, you're probably going to win the altercation. 100%. <laughs> that's the, I mean, that's, that's,
1: that's everything, man. Cause I mean, you're, what is it? What's the saying? You know, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Like, the second, the second that someone loses that gas tank, like, if, for example, I was training with a guy last night and he's a, you know, newer guy, but I know he's competing here soon and he was just very, very gassed very, very quickly. Bro, like, you got to, you got to control this gas tank. We got, you know, if you're going to be competing in three weeks with everybody, like, got to got to ramp we got to ramp this thing up cuz like if you're if you can't get through this 5 minute match without huffing and puffing you're going to have some problems so other guys I mean, actively we were, trying to knock you out of the competition right so, my cardio's
0: trash well
1: that's the hardest that's the hardest <laughs> thing and i mean you know i you'll i always see people just because i teach that i teach that class upstairs yeah. and, you know i'll have a lot of friends that'll say like oh you know hey i'm i'm going to i need to come in and try a class and <laughs> you know, but I just really need to get in shape first. And I'm like, bro, like I see marathon runners come in and like try Jiu and they're still like out of breath. It's a different It's way different. of shape. Like, also,
0: there's like, it's like having a kid. There's no right time. Like no, just no. do it. There's, no right, to, like, there's right. no right time to start a business. There's no right time to start. Just do it.
1: You just need to show up and start moving. Cause like, it's about being efficient with your movements and like knowing what to do more than like having the yeah, gas if, tank. If, the
0: think. most efficient person at jujitsu probably isn't exerting themselves as much as the next yeah. guy roll so with kyle point yeah point.
1: go roll with kyle and trevor and or you know black belt coaches at our gym and like <laughs> like you know i could be going as hard as i can and they're just very remaining calm and like not really phased by anything because they know they you know they know what i'm going to do three steps before i
0: actually do it i en- like, i envy them but at the same time <laughs> i'm like this is my only workout for the week i need to exert myself <laughs> right no, i need to jump around like a squirrel yeah 100 <laughs> percent and the no, they're uh,
1: different kinds of humans, that's for sure.
3: Well, and I'm just that, but like the energy system, it's going to pull from. You know Jarrett Bond really well. Okay. Jarrett Bond was a wrestler his whole life. That's a lot of power output. He does CrossFit. You got to be all kinds of things. But you ask Jarrett Bond, hey, run long distance. It's his one weakness. So one thing doesn't always transfer over to the other. When I was doing a lot of running, it didn't transfer
2: over
1: to a gas tank for jujitsu. No, it definitely doesn't. I agree. Like, you think it sucks. will. It does. Running does suck. It's good mentally, though. It's it's, good mentally. That's the
2: only reason we would do it for baseball. Mm -hmm. I mean, it helped flush out some shit, but more of this was so, like, after if you had a bad outing, a long run was great because you could just... Do love a good Mm -hmm. runner's high. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
1: You know, I mean, I feel like when I was wrestling and trying to cut weight, I mean, you know, cutting weight. I mean, running was the way that I would cut weight, but I thought it was also kind of like a mental thing, too, more than anything. mm -hmm. It just gave me kind of like, I'd be like, mentally sparring in my head kind of, yeah, you know, that's where like, the are. Do you ever do, you you ever do you. the
0: shadow boxing when you're running? No, no, no. shadow Rocky boxing. Style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, I've never been much of a striker.
0: I mean, I did Muay Thai for, well, sometimes like, my arms just get like tense when I'm running and I just like, yeah, you you know, gotta gotta like listen, it if I'm going to shake my arms, I may right. as well like yeah. Yeah. do some punching motions oh, yeah. and yeah. feel cool about it. Yeah, but for yeah, sure.
2: I, I mean, for us, like
0: with baseball,
2: we, it, we had time two miles that we ran in spring training and in college, but it was, it was, it was well, push what, us, push us the best time. So in in pro ball, it had to be less than 15 minutes and you're running in Arizona heat, dry heat. Damn. Yeah. Damn, it, was, so it was seven and a half in a mile. Yeah. And then in college you would just have to beat your previous time. So I fucked up as a freshman and, and came out like a you went all <laughs> me and this other freshman. We, like we were like, he was another pitcher and we were, were always in competition with one another. And he was also, and at the time I was a really good runner. Um, and so we were putting up like 13, 14 minute, two miles. So we had to beat it every single time. By the time we got done with that freshman year, I I was running like 12 minute, two miles. I was hauling ass, but I was also, I was also at that time. I was like, I was like six, one and maybe 200, 205 pounds. Oh, I, yeah, I was, I was, but long and lean and, and was able to just go, but I learned quickly after that. I'm like, you know what? This first two mile, I'm just going to take my time. Take my time. And the coach would be like, I know you're better than that. So instead of, you know, like, we I'd go out and run it in, like, 17, 18 minutes. He'd come back and like, no, no, no. 15 minutes or less for you. You've already proven that you can run it faster than oh, that. That's cool. So get your ass, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so get your ass back to that. And I'm like, fuck. After, after one year, you know, freshman puts on, put on that yeah, weight. Freshman and to, yeah, freshman 25. Yeah, I mean, it. you're still working out and training, but at the same time, you're also trying to put, put more weight on and get stronger and be t- be putting on more weight and getting stronger as well as just the shit food that you're eating and putting on weight that way. Like dorm food. Getting heavy and running is not fun. So, but yeah, it was, But like I said, it was all just to test us mentally. Like, it didn't give a shit how good a shape. Like, it wasn't for being in shape. We're not running long distance in baseball. I mean, even 90 feet. Yeah. Even, even as like a starting pitcher, like, yeah, that takes some endurance, but it's basically, I mean, a pitch is a sprint. So, see,
0: that's why I've never understood marathon running. I'm like, where in practical life you need to run a marathon? Like, if anything, you need to, like, if you're on a battlefield, you need sprints. You need sprints, maybe a mile, maybe Mm -hmm. a mile run Mm -hmm. to get to the next battalion. There's no reason you should be running well, marathon distances. Well,
1: humans have, that's like one of our advantages compared to a lot of animals on the planet is our ability to we run. We don't get gassed. Yeah, we, we have an ability to run long distances and that's how we used to like chase our prey down. Supposedly, like the the cheetah would like wear out. Right, the cheetah wears, The cheetah eventually wears out, and us, you know jogging behind it. Eventually, catches up to it. I forgot there was a
0: time period where we didn't ride horses. Yeah, being a bipedal (laughs) conscience
1: human being, like yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, obviously, we don't have to do that now. But I mean, but I mean, really, back we're not that much different than we were. You know, physically, like as humans, we're not much different than we were a thousand years ago.
2: But were we really running and chasing after him, or was it like a hunt where you're trying setting trap, maneuver, or, 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 yeah, outsmart them? You know, even then, like, Man, don't But know, even still, there. Yeah, yeah, we weren't,
1: <laughs> we weren't there. We <laughs> not there? But that's what I've been told, so I'm, I'm going off that.
0: Did um, you ever see there? They have a video fight simulation of like, um, like a caveman with like a like early Homo sapien, hmm. and it was like in a in a street fight, like who would win, and the um, Neanderthal, like Neanderthal was shorter and way more muscular and overpowered the homo sapien early, but gassed out quick. And the video simulation, the human, the homo sapien ends up winning. Huh. I don't know how true the video is. Yeah, I <laughs> going to say, <laughs> who made this video? This guy, this guy seems YouTube like a somewhere. homo sapien
1: made the fucking video. <laughs> yeah, clearly right? we won. This is biased. Here. This <laughs> is clearly biased. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you know, I think that they said that the Neanderthals were, you know, like, Five seven, like two hundred pounds, like just like I think they were, boned, Yeah, like, but
3: they were really, short. Yeah. If any of us went after like a chimpanzee, we're getting tossed. We're done. Oh, oh they yeah. tear
1: each yeah. other's
0: limbs off. Yeah, yeah they go for insane, your, They go for
1: the bro. things that you love first. They they start they start oh. biting off your fingers and your genitals That's oh. the first things they go for. Oh. You know, because they know that that's what's important to you. They take away the things that make you a human. Vindictive little yeah, bastards. Yeah, they go after your face. They go after your face, your fingers, and your genitals first. I and am any, so any happy
0: chim- to live in the Midwest. Where relatively, you can swim in any body of water and there's not something in there that's going to kill you. And there's not animals <laughs> that are really going to hunt you. Like, oh, man. My last girlfriend who was
3: from California, she's like, so can we go swimming in the Mississippi? I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> that be you might be an end, exception, but, you, you but you there's can't. no crocodiles that are going to come up yeah. and
0: get you while you're swimming in the Mississippi. There's
2: some other shit in there that I don't want to catch neither, though. No. Oh, yeah, I'm just
0: well, Well,
2: just here in St. Louis, because... I played summer ball in Quincy for one year, and those people love
0: getting in the Mississippi River up there. Well, mm-hmm. up uh, by so, Alton and Graff. Mm, it's yeah, so it's,
2: clean. Yeah. It is like, I mean, they're they're boating and rafting and jumping in and swimming. I think
0: we're mm-hmm. just used to like the JB Bridge, downtown St. Louis, True. Mississippi. we yeah, yeah. were like, yeah we're, the current's tough like, like the t- undercurrent yeah, yeah. there's like a like casino right there, there by brown. the east side i used to have nightmares as a kid <laughs> that like i fell off the jefferson barracks bridge <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, and fell into the mississippi <laughs> oh, and the undertow gosh. got
2: me like... oh. really? yeah that's what we were always preached the undertow the undertow official mm-hmm. <laughs> <A fish laughs> come
0: out with feet mm. <laughs> The old yeah. Catfish. yeah. <laughs> you know, one time a shark made it up the Mississippi River. You right, the that the bull shark. Yeah. The, the one bull shark. I yeah. was about to, about to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Piranha in the lake true? of the Ozarks.
1: Yeah. You remember hearing that one? Yeah, I heard that. Wasn't that one true, though? I, don't know. I did well, dude, hear. Well, do piranhas, like, that is a, they don't do what, the, what they do in the cartoons. Like, I mean, I think they, I don't, I don't think they attack humans, do they?
3: I'm pretty sure if you put your face in water that houses piranha, you will be less one face. I
4: don't
0: know. know. Yeah, that might it be depends a on how tale. hungry they are. I That's mean, true. I'm not are you, you bleeding? Was, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like a blood thing. I, I, put, I do think at the lake, though, right, a friend of a friend, scuba diver, like went diving down by the dam and seen a catfish so big like, I'll never go down there again. Like, it was oh. a shark-sized catfish. Oh, wow. So, not super aggressive, but right. just, like, if you're down there in the dark and you see these monsters, nope. like, yeah. uh, nope. Oh, dude, know, I've, so.
1: pulled, I've, I've, got, I've caught some catfish. Some that noodles? Are, I mean, yeah, you know, noodles. have <laughs> once before. Like, my buddy Shane, he's got a, a place that's, like, it's, like, in High Hill, Missouri. It's, like, an hour and ten minutes away, and they, his family's got, like, 100 acres out there, and they have this, like, man-made pond that they made, and they, like, you know, filled it full of fish. and. You know, this was several years ago now, so a lot of these fish have, like, grown, and anyway, we used to, you know, fish during the days, and then at night, a couple times, we would save all the, like, fish guts and fish heads, and we had these, like, glow-in-the-dark bobbers, and then we'd put the fish heads on the bobbers and go, like, throw them all out there, and so we'd have, like, 10 of these bobbers, and all of a sudden, you see them getting, like, ripped underwater, and you see these glow-in-the-dark bobbers, like, zipping back and forth, and you'd pull out these monster catfish. And Sounds it like so Jaws. Awesome. Damn. It was really cool. Um, we only
0: did it a couple times. But
2: Yeah, like the people that fucking go noodling, they just Dude, shove their whole hand. Shove their hand in a hole. Oh, I'm
0: so terrified of venomous snakes, I would never like <laughs> you stick your hand. Like, <laughs> snakes oh, don't you. scare me.
3: Like I understand that they're super dangerous, but for some reason they don't creep me out as much as like spiders.
0: Yeah.
2: Same. Uh, same. I don't know, man. Can't <sighs> do spiders. Snakes, not a problem. My dad
3: once said he was gonna surprise me with a tarantula, and I'm like, if you do, I'll run away. Oh I man. Fuck away I
0: think I would you. rather go up against a spider than a snake. Fuck
1: no. Yeah, I see I feel like neither of them
0: and I just got bit by a brown recluse a couple months ago and like if I can, I if I can kill that. something well, I with, bit my bit foot, with my foot I'm not that scared of it.
3: I'm not st- bird eating spider. That shit
2: they have in Australia holy I still shit. feel like I on I was going to say I that. that in the it's US
3: Imagine if it's stretched out as big as that four leaf, that that clover yeah. right there. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, imagine that. That's what
2: they, they have can in, eat a full-grown bird. He that, a shovel.
0: I feel like Australia yeah. has the most venomous snake and the yeah, like, most venomous uh, was it a spider? Venomous. The only venomous mammal? Like it's like yeah.
2: it's just
3: all Australia man. was just built to either make you a servant to that island or well, kill I mean, you.
0: Shit, you go
2: look at the actual population of it. It's just a, really a long. Well, it's a coast. prison colony. You know the
1: the origin story of yeah. of.
2: Um, Still Australia, is the
0: penile it, colony for uh
1: you, for the United for the Brit, yeah, yeah, for, yeah well that's what that's what a australian accent is it's essentially like a drunken english accent yeah <laughs> for real if you really think if you yeah. listen to it that's what it sounds like but that's what uh interesting you know a, it was a like prison colony yeah. for or like british people they basically you like you're off or dropping you off here and then they basically created their own society and here we are hundreds of years later and Thanks yeah. for Steve Irwin. Well, and, and all the great. stuff stays around the coast. Like they don't have yeah. anything in the middle of it. It's just a. I fucking...
3: seen Crocodile Dundee. I know <laughs> what... Well, they, well, they also disarmed their population, right. so it and actually they is sent a prison a concentration exactly.
0: camps during <laughs> COVID. Yep, I right. seen that. Too. We did what we had to do. That, that is a <laughs> great right. reason for the Second Amendment. You know, hundred no,
1: percent. Yeah. yeah. So, Nick and I have done some some cool deals lately. We're doing a little these little uh, wholesale projects. Well, yeah. I think I think technically they're called wholesales. Wholesale. That's that's is, what I uh, I looked that up. Okay. It's actually called. It's wholesale is when you go when you put a property under contract, like flipping the contract. Yeah, Gosh, where you essentially yeah. sell the contract. Whereas you know we've actually closed on the properties, and then usually what we've done is clean them out and then resell okay. them. Wholesale. Wholesale. Whole so yeah, yeah you know, it was Brian. Right? Yeah, we did the one with Brian, and we just had another one close yesterday. But these have been. Nice. Uh, pretty sweet little deals and
0: definitely going to try
1: and do more. Yeah. We, were, we, got, we got one on the radar. We got some to, leads. Yeah. So we just need to figure out if this lady's alive or dead. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Well, we're, uh, that's something we're working on right now. We're getting our, getting our private private investigator hats on and trying to figure out
0: can, right if anybody knows uh you know uh process server uh, let us know yeah
1: process <laughs> server somebody does like, genealogy yeah genealogy it's a whiz on ancestry.com we're trying to track down some relatives of these uh people so um but yeah so um we will, we will pay well yeah we're trying to trying to get some more deals like this cuz they've been been really fun and great little deals so um i mean have you, you've never have you ever done any like this before
0: yeah, some, but I—it was. It always felt like the St. Louis market uh, was oversaturated with wholesalers. It's just like, how many letters do you get from people like we buy ugly houses, and it's like, the margins are like tighter. If you want to not send the letters out, you just need more of an in- infrastructure, and you need to chase down more leads to get them before you have to send the letters out, whether that's probate or. Tax sale. And then even like I've bought some tax sale properties from the St. Louis city. And in the early days, there would be like 40 people on the courthouse steps bidding against each other. And then fast forward to now, it's like 500 people packed Mm -hmm. trying to buy these properties for pennies on the dollar. And it's like an auction bidding. So it's like they get bidded up or they get paid off the day before. So it's like you just did all that legwork and the property you wanted, not even on the auction anymore. So. Yeah, it's tough.
1: I've never done done the whole buy a house on the courthouse steps before. Where me,
0: me and Zach are going to go this summer. There you yeah, go. It'll it, be gonna, fun. Yeah,
1: it'll be fun. I've always yeah. wanted to. Do that. So that'll be we're
0: maybe do. we can wear suits and we'll like have a <laughs> yeah. southern accent. Yeah. Cowboy, yeah. Cowboy, hats yeah. cowboy hats, cowboy hats, cowboy suits. What's the what's the uh, bolo uh, the, tie, the bolo tie? Yeah, up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walking Swear cigars. It we just cigars. wandered up here from the south and mm. we're here to show, get some up real estate. A, yeah. show up with a Cadillac with like uh, longhorns on the front, you know? bumping UGK. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes.
2: R- rest in peace Cigar- Pepsi. cigars oh, and these guys are old south, yeah. <laughs> yeah. old south. or just massive
0: chas or- yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so what's what's the future hold for nick gotta get this fucking motel done first because it's eating up a lot of my time yeah um one of the reasons i quit rehabbing houses i think was because um i seen a lot of developers around me start out early in the rental property game it's like you know fast forward 10 years and it's like you're making passive income. And it's like, I've always went for the non passive income and it's, I kind of regret not even though I like doing cool designs and you really can't do cool designs on a rental property just because it's not profitable. Um, it was like, I kind of regretted not building up at least a one property a year portfolio. So kind of me going after the motel and, some future like Airbnb short-term rental projects is like me trying to make up for that lost time. Cause I think by doing very cool and unique short-term rentals that you can have the passive income and still get top dollar because in the Airbnb market, people are paying for cool designs and unique stays. So I think that's a lane that um I can fit in. And I do have one top secret project I was coming say, up but I'm not going to say, somehow? but when you guys bring me back on your podcast, when mm-hmm. it's actually plans are approved, I will announce the project on your show yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, me I and Murph are going to be working together. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so fingers crossed can, that the can, city approves this crazy dude, it's Airbnb a cool, idea. It's a
1: super cool <laughs> idea. It'll that's be awesome. the only thing like it in St. Louis. That's for damn sure. The only thing in the world. In the world. like In really, the world. Yeah. It's fucking sweet. You showed me
0: some... And, 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 and stuff. I should be submitting the plans within the next 30 days. So hopefully very cool. Fingers an crossed for you. That's that's, awesome. Thank that's, you. So I just want to build cool shit wherever that path leads me in the real estate field. we will see.
2: Well, I yeah. I know a builder down in, in Arnold that was uh strictly residential building and he's getting out of it. And now he's building apartment complexes because he, Oh, does, that's yeah. great too. Yeah. yeah. So he's just because like you said, he's going to make more money housing these massive apartment complexes that he's building himself and versus building single family homes. But like, I mean, he'll have us instead of building subdivisions and doing that, he's got passive income now on smart. Oh yeah, absolutely. Smart.
0: You should send them out to Herman. They're like desperate for an apartment complex I'm sure, out there. I'm sure the city would like roll out a red carpet for that guy. Seriously.
2: <laughs> Why don't you do that time?
0: <laughs> well, like I said before, yeah. like the, you You really can't do cool designs. It's like, you kind of have to have, like you can make it nice, but it still has to be the same in builder grade. Like I've never wanted to (laughs) go build a subdivision full of all the same houses, except for the siding. Like that's never been like, that's not where I want to make my money. That doesn't wake me up every day. And I'm like, I want to go build a track subdivision. I'm like, no, like I want to do cool designs. Like I want to design on the fly. Like my team were like, we get the architect plans approved. And then like, we're not picking out fixtures until like the walls are up. We're designing, like we make changes, especially when you got an old brick house. Like you open that up and it's like the old brick walls move in and out in ways you can't even foresee. And it's like like little nooks you got to shift the staircase over. There just ends up being cool architectural features that you can build in that you didn't even plan on. So, it's well, Especially in,
1: in all these South City houses that oh, yeah. we've been doing. I mean, all these old South City houses are 100 plus years old. And they've all got these like really cool features to them, or at least a lot of them do. Or oh, yeah. like these like unique like I'm selling a duplex right now, and just like the brickwork on the outside, is just fucking
0: gorgeous. Do not replicate that for no, a decent price, no, no way,
1: no way. It would cost a fortune. If I mean, if you hired a mason to to do that kind of shit, it would it would cost you a fortune. Um, yeah. Anyway, oh, one other thing I wanted to chat with you about. I know you're uh, you're real into, you know, you've done some psychedelic um, experiences. I'd love to, you know, kind of hear some more about that kind of stuff. So as much of yeah. that you want to share. Um, that's Stuff like that's always fascinated me. I've done some of my own kind of trips, I guess you could say, back yeah. in college. I, but not, nothing Little like on the magic level. mushrooms and yeah, stuff. Yeah, just took, <laughs> taking a couple heroic doses of mushrooms yeah. back in the day. But nothing. And it's been a lot of years since I've even done that. But. Um, I just know that you know that's kind of your proponent of that so that's a oh, b- big you'd... proponent
0: big proponent yeah. you know to go back to earlier where I was like my little brother passed away from like an overdose like he like a year before he passed away he was also diagnosed with like schizophrenia so when he passed away like I was already kind of doing pain pills now and then because uh, when I got my car accident I had arthritis in my ankle already so it's like when he died I was just like Went into full-blown, like, two years of abusing pain pills, snorting 200 milligrams of Oxycontin, like, snorting oh, wow. Xanax to go to bed. And, you know, after two years of, like, eating like shit and being depressed and abusing drugs, it was, like, while still running a business, I don't know how I pulled that off. But anyway, um, I just, like, hit a breaking point where I'm, like, something's got to change. And I had this therapist at the time. She's, like, hey, I can get you into this uh high-achiever, like, narcotics anonymous group and in my mind i'm like like no no i'm like that's not for me like i don't want to sit and mope around with a bunch of guys and reinforce there and be like well my name's nick i'm an addict i'm like no i'm gonna rewire rewire my brain to not be an addict so like i quit cold turkey and then i had this i was keeping a mental tally like every time every day i would go without doing a pain pill it was like it was this rope tightening and getting stronger and stronger. So I was like mentally rewiring my brain to where after three or four months, it was just like, I didn't. Yeah. And then it's like, I found I'd always been in the self-help, but I started leaning more into um, like spirituality and also like functional medicine books. Um, Mark Hyman, uh, the ultimate mind solution. Highly recommend that. That was the first book that kind of sent me down the functional medicine. What was that again? Rabbit hole ultimate mind solution by Mark Hyman. Um, so it's like, then after that, I think, um, maybe like, I think I got into jujitsu. So it's like that started helping my mental health. I cleaned my diet up that started helping get over like the depression and stuff. Um, and I think one time I went down to a cabin, two of my friends and they got some mushrooms and they're like, Hey, we're going to do some mushrooms and uh i'm like you know with schizophrenia and bipolar like and depression like kind of like in my family and i'm like you know i think this is a loaded gun i don't think i should do it and uh like 11 o'clock on saturday we're at this the cabin at the park and uh spring to a nice mist and they're breaking out the mushrooms and dividing them half and i was like googling i'm like "Eh, you know let's mess with you if you (laughs) are prone to you know mental illnesses you've never done mushrooms prior to this i did like a small dose. i actually grew some like you know just to sell them like maybe five or six years before that but i never did them and i'm like the last minute i didn't want to be left out i'm like cut me in so they divide it in thirds instead of two and i take them and uh it was just a very beautiful experience my friend whose idea it actually was to do them actually ended up having a fucking horrible time and i kind of (laughs) i've been like like i'm like running after this guy luckily at the state park in this cabin we were at the very end it was early it was like april so there really wasn't and there was like a light rain fucking beautiful but not many people around Mm -hmm. this dude's like He's freaking out and he's running down the trail. And I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, I got to run after this guy. So I I got a certain kind of like, I was able to reinforce kind of like some leadership qualities that I have from my business by like looking after him. But it was just like, it's hard to explain, but like after that experience, it was like, I was sold. Like I listened to some more Terrence McKenna and Paul Stamets, Joe Rogan was definitely very influential. Um, same <laughs> yeah no And it's like so eventually i kind of had this thing where every spring i would go get a cabin with just one or two people and i would i would treat it like a pilgrimage it was like eat a very clean diet the night before you know i would uh set intentions cut and yourself I would, off from technology yeah cut yourself off from technology and, and i setting. would do this and it's like the second time i did it like I seen my brother and I seen all the influences. I seen my brain being rewired. I seen my brain like disconnecting from addictions. And it was just such a blissful, one beautiful experience. And like, I did that for a couple more years and all this time that's going on, like I'm beating back the depression that I've had my whole life thinking it's never going to go away. And then eventually I landed into a friendship with some people that uh that with ayahuasca. And uh it just it called to me. It was like this is the next step. Like, why not? So in twenty twenty, October, I sat with ayahuasca and it was
1: Did oh, you do that here? Did you go to like down to Peru or I know people
3: go uh, on these trips. Know.
0: But so you can't do that in the United States, can you? No, you can't. There there's underground circuits. I did it yeah, in the United States. I won't name a location yeah. or any individuals, but so in I did here. A silk yeah but it was you know ayahuasca is different like you don't go by ayahuasca uh, on made. the street like it is made by a shaman and it is traditionally done in a group ceremony um and there's the whole there's music and instruments there's a whole flow to it that the shaman plays these uh, what are they and called? it basically icaros uh, icaros so yeah. icaros are there to help kind of guide you through this other realm. Other spiritual realm, other dimension you're in, and it helps bring you back. Like once the journey's coming to an end, it helps bring you back to Earth. Uh, so I don't know. Like I grew up Catholic and then kind of became agnostic, and then atheist. Probably around when my brother died, it was probably a correlation there. But through ayahuasca, like I found God and Jesus again. But I've also heard podcasters be like, oh. Ayahuasca DMT that's a thing of the devil I'm like I know dozens of people that found God and Jesus again through ayahuasca like the devil might not be doing his job right I don't know right. but um ayahuasca was the thing that really put a nail in the coffin of my depression like for the past 2 years no fucking depression never thought I would feel like that uh is such a it's a such a beautiful thing like I would I would recommend anybody that is interested or struggling with something to at least look into it. It's not like the other substances. Like the DMT is supposedly already in our brain and in all or organic living matter, you're just releasing like more of it. Um, and if you get a good group and a good shaman, like there's so many checks and balances in place. You'll, they will uh, screen and make sure you're not on any counteractive active uh, prescriptions. Uh, There'll be a support group for before and after the ceremony. The shaman will look after everybody during the ceremony. you're sharing things like you're not supposed to talk or touch each other uh during the ceremony. That's kind of the rules like silent kind of like stay mm-hmm. on your yoga mat um I usually if i if I get up and gotta go to the bathroom during a ceremony though I'm like a little rebellious like I'll like like walk past one of my friends. How are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like shh. shh. Uh, How many know, times have you done it? Um. So each ceremony consists of either two or three nights, mm-hmm. um, in a row or spaced out. I think at this point I've sat in maybe like six or seven ceremonies. So you know, times that by two or three, mm-hmm. um, quite a few times. But uh, yeah. it it was funny because this last uh, fall we were at this cabin group of like 30 people and uh big group uh, big group and like I kind of came over the hump like the intense part of my journey and I'm kind of coming down but you're still in it and I wanted some fresh air so I step outside and there's a helper there outside just to make sure nobody runs off or does anything stupid helper out there and a couple other people and there was one person like laying in the grass like having a very powerful experience. And I like asked my friend who was the helper, What going on? He goes, having a conversation with God. And like, if you've ever done mushrooms, you know, when you start coming on the tail end, you kind of like find everything funny, the mm-hmm. giggles. giggles yeah. And I was like, I turned to him, I'm like, oh God, if people only knew that you could talk to God for $300, like that's <laughs> it. Three, wow. $300, you could talk to God. Amazing. Um, but anyway, it has been a big influence in my life. It will continue to be a big influence. In my life, I've sat with it in Costa Rica, plan on sitting it with it in Peru in the future. It just, it is a emotional purge. It is an energetic purge. Uh, you can rewire your brain, uh, you, it shows you your blind spots. Like, so anybody that's interested in self-help, it's like, why not amazing, yeah. Why not? Well, there's like at least yeah. I will sit with this at least once a year for the rest of my life because I never know what my blind spots will be, and I always need an emotional purge. Like, we our bodies carry this uh stress and emotional heaviness in our bodies, and it affects us in different ways. And like, this is a it's like resetting the hard drive, yeah. cleans it out like, like so, a reset,
1: yeah. Reset. So,
2: anybody out there that does these ayahuasca trips. We're looking for sponsors. Yeah.
4: Please, <laughs> please,
2: please don't comment below. Yeah,
0: do not say anything. This does not happen in the United States, by the way. Everything happens in PM. PM. Yes. Yeah. and uh, Peru. Yeah. Yes. Burner.
2: We'll talk. Now, would, yeah, now, right. now, do you recommend somebody that's thinking about doing this to to do or experiment more with mushrooms before jumping straight into I it, or I think
0: that it is beneficial just because you learn how to enter kind of that psychedelic space and you enter a trip without being scared, like doing mushrooms first definitely helped me. But if somebody, if all they have access to is, uh, ayahuasca, like I would say go for it as long as you know, you're in a group with a shaman that like vetted your background. Mm -hmm. I actually uh, was invited down to sit, help with a veteran group this past February. And um, there was a handful of like veterans that were sitting in this ceremony, same shaman that I've sat with. Um, So I was a helper, which was beautiful because I was able to give back. And it was just like some of these guys had done mushrooms before and some had never done psychedelics. And just to see some of the transformations, like some of these guys, like even the next day were like, Like, oh, my God, I haven't felt this happy in years. Like, oh, my, like, and, and like, another interesting thing, too, that I've seen over the years is, like, you know, I'm definitely not going to name names, but, like, this one soldier, you know, was injured very bad in Iraq. And uh, during his journey, like, he didn't mention, like, you know, it was really hard for him the first night. And he did not mention War at all. It was all like, you know, my parents, like, why didn't they love me? Like, it was childhood stuff. Like a lot of people, the things that come up, like they it stems from childhood. Yeah, repressed. It's super interesting. But like all these veterans came through like fucking champs. Like I still stay in contact with some of them. My friend is heading the group that uh organized these veterans and they're actually pushing legislation. They've actually uh been approved at a couple state levels to um, start researching uh, psychedelics helping veterans. So these Love guys that. are fucking awesome. out there kicking ass. Uh, I I really I cool. think that the veterans, you know, saying this corny like battle term, like the tip of the spear. Like when it comes to uh, psychedelic um, legalization, they are definitely going to be the tip of the spear.
1: Right. Well, there's a lot of like programs out there. I think one of the big ones, like called MAPS. I don't know exactly what it stands for, but I know that they're like a huge proponent of, yeah, of like I've using, of maps. yeah, using psychedelics to you know rehab people, especially like so- soldiers coming back from from war with like dealing. With PTSD I mean, it's it's gonna and,
0: be certainly interesting because it's like you know veterans and and conservatives have tended towards being averse to psychedelics, but as soon as you mix like veterans in there, you you get a conservative who's like well if it helps veterans so it's mm-hmm. like sure. I, I see the tide uh, turning and that a lot of the legislators that have approved uh psychedelic use for veterans at a state level have actually turned out to be republicans right um, interesting there you go very, very interesting definitely. i don't know like tell me what you've experienced in your self-help journey you know?
1: oh man well i mean I, I wouldn't say that that i've had much like self-help in regards to psychedelics i mean i've done you know it's been I mean, many lo-
0: Many roads lead to Rome, right? Though? Sure. Like- I mean, if
1: I, if I look back on it, I mean, I'm sure I could find some some little nugget in there that was helpful at the time, but I mean, more of my, my self-help stuff has come from you know, books I've read and people that have influenced me, books I've listened to, podcasts have been a lot of it, um, but just kind of constantly making an effort every day to like better myself somehow, whether that's reading a book or listening to podcasts. But I mean, I think podcasts have been huge 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 thing in my life over like the last decade i mean i've been a big consumer for i mean for at least the last 10 years and i just feel like i've gotten this like education that i would have
0: not Podcasts are amazing like Mm -hmm. news is better and more truthful i feel like through podcasts nowadays the self-help like it's like
1: well people people aren't people aren't like hamstringed by a an an ad every five minutes or a
0: narrative per se right they don't have to
1: follow people can actually follow what's true and say what they actually think and they're not like worried about you know this sponsor or that sponsor because i feel like most sponsors that you see on most podcasts like i mean i guess sure they could cut those people off if they're saying something that they don't like
0: i mean i have some seen some people get like cancelled and then you see their sponsors change. It's like you right
1: know, sure. Like but I mean you know, we have the supplement that be, we're making. <laughs> there's always gonna be someone out there for you, you know, if if what you're saying is is right and true and and you know you've got someone behind you. So I think that I don't really know where I'm going with this. But I mean
0: that's what's beautiful about podcasts and like even your podcast. It's like sure, you know, maybe this podcast won't go on to crush it and be the world. But it's like if you helped one person younger than you uh succeed or change their life or maybe they were thinking about like killing themselves or and they decided not to do that because they were inspired by your podcast and like amazing amazing and i like the things you guys talk about in this podcast it's like you're doing it like you people are positively affected by this podcast because of what you're talking about
2: I appreciate you saying that. That's what, we, that's what we—that's we're, what we're—that's what we're shooting for. Yeah,
1: I mean, I've—I've I've just really enjoyed doing it so far. Just right. having these having these conversations, I think we're gonna get, you know, like a great education from this more than anything. Oh, absolutely. Know, stuff we've learned from you today that uh, now I'll, I'll remember this conversation and shit we can go back and listen to it over and over yeah, again. We can right. take a trip to Costa
0: Rica. I
3: yeah, gonna say, exactly. have a
2: Zach and Pat show, uh, <laughs> ayahuasca trip. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I will be outsourcing for a cameraman that day. Yeah. I will not be working the camera, <laughs> might be
1: partaking. I guess that's a good spot for us to kind of wrap it up. But, uh, Nick, is there anything else you want to tell anybody about or anything?
0: No, I'm just very grateful to be on this podcast. Thank you, thank you, Murphy, for uh. I'm doing my job. What do you mean? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, right. well, Thank you, Pat. Good, to, you, re- good you know? to reconnect after yeah, all these absolutely. years. Yeah, For sure. Yeah. Just a Such a small, small town, world, yeah. man. Small a, world. Glad he likes Blue City Deli, too. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's Zach's favorite. Uh, no, I like Blue City, but I'm a LaGrange guy. <laughs> okay, LaGrange. So. All
1: right, guys. Well, uh, remember, follow us on Instagram at Zach underscore fagus STL underscore Mortgage Nerd. You can find Nick at gangster hippie
0: thanks the hippie
1: 85 85 um uh remember like subscribe tell a friend and we will see you on monday